The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We- It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming, we are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, President Trump, ex-President Trump, now President Biden, politics, Film, you got it. We're here to talk about it. But right now, I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, another week has gone by. Are you alive? Are you well? Are you happy? Oh, uh, you know, living the uh, the dream, I guess. It's not the, the best dream. dream, but it's still a dream nonetheless. It's a dream we wake up to, and sometimes it's a nightmare. But you know what? Hey, nightmares are still best. dreams. They're, they're still dreams. Just figure them out. That's all I can say. That's right. Well, to help us with our nightmares, but definitely to help us with our dreams, because she is dreamy, we're going to bring on the... Very, very tough. The very, very capable. The very, very impressive. And I just can't say enough about her and her evolutionary process in the world of the UFC and the Octagon. But the top contender proved it the other night in Abu Dhabi. Let's talk about it. Let's bring on Juliana Pena. Juliana. How's it going? Uh, there's the Venezuelan vixen. How are you? Look at you. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, great. I, I, are we doing a modeling shoot or what is going on here? You, <laughs> you, were, you just got done training, didn't you? I did. Yeah. We were at Wednesday's a live sparring day and I literally had to rush out of there. They're like, oh, you're just trying to get out of sparring. I'm like, I already went my three rounds. Dude. I got to go. Like I, I have an interview with Bruce. So, I mean, I, I, I got ready as fast as possible. So excuse the curly mess instead of, you know, the beautiful curls, but whatever we're uh, what we got. Juliana, you're beautiful. Even when you're so-called self messy, you said it, I didn't. It's okay. We're all happy. <laughs> Thank no you. problem. Thank you. Any- Anybody that can jump into a phone booth after sparring three rounds and come out looking like you, they definitely got something going. So it's all good. <laughs> so how you. is life? How's life after Abu Dhabi? Your big win over Sarah Man, who I have to say, you know, every time Sarah walks in the octagon, she's one of the strongest women at her weight I have ever seen. I mean, I mean, she is just so strong. When you got in the clinch with her and you and you were going back and forth, did you feel that strength? Can you feel the power that she has? Um, I will say she's definitely strong, um, but no, I've actually been in there with a woman who was much stronger than her. And so I was like, huh, I, you know, it's always surprising. You always expect that when you fight this person, they're going to be like the strongest person you've ever felt. And so I'm always preparing for that. And then once we were in the clinch, I'm like, she's not that strong, you know? So I wow. I've definitely felt some, uh, stronger girls in my career. Well, I have to ask you, who's the one that was so strong? Who's, who's that? Uh, it was Nico Montano. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but I honestly think that that also equates to the fact that I took the fight on two weeks notice. 
and I wasn't, you know, lifting or in the gym and like going all crazy. I literally filled in in the last second. And so I think that's, and it was my first fight back in two years since having a baby. So I think like getting back into the mix of things and literally like going up against a, a strong girl like Nico, I was like, oh, dang, she's strong. You know, like I, yeah. I wasn't expecting her to be that strong, but she was, she so far has been the strongest in the clinch that I have felt. You know, talk about your baby. Uh, your daughter now is three years old, correct? Which yep. we just chatted on that time just flies so fast it's unbelievable and um you know one of the few women that actually is an active fighter that has had a baby and then come back into the octagon was that a big transition for you after you know going through the the, the whole process of pregnancy and 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 birth and everything afterwards that women go through that had to be different i assume it was, it was huge uh, especially because i didn't know that i was going to give birth by c-section i was literally like had an emergency c-section i was almost 41 weeks pregnant and you're supposed to only be like less like 40. wow, and wow. 40 weeks and six days and they're like we got to get this baby out now um so they cut me open i don't know if you're aware of this they literally slit your stomach open take out all your guts and then remove the baby and then just shove everything back in and sew you back up so um, I wasn't expecting that. And um, that requires a little bit of extra healing time. Your abs have to come back together. You have to make sure you get work done on your C-section. Thank God. Shout out to Mercier Therapy because, uh, you know, without that massage work, I don't think my body and my organs would have co uh, come back together because when they stick everything back in, everything fuses together without the proper uh, massage techniques to get the blood flowing back in through your organs. And so- right. That was really important work that I had to get done for about six to seven weeks straight. Um, and then after that, it's getting back into the grind. But, you know, I think I could have come back faster, but my objective was to enjoy this time with my baby. Like I literally made sure that I didn't do anything for the first year just because I just wanted to just enjoy the moment of, of being a mother, you know, being a mother was something that I always wanted to, wanted to yeah. do, wanted to accomplish. And I just didn't want to feel like this massive rush. Like I got to go now, I got to go now. So I definitely took my time and I'm happy that I did that. I, I kind of went back on my own terms as opposed to, you know, needing to fight immediately after giving birth. And so I really uh, enjoyed my time with her. I think, and I'm sure you're still enjoying your time. I with really her, am. Yeah, she comes to yeah. every practice. She comes to every practice. <laughs> future future bantamweight future in the, in the uh, field here i have to just comment real quick tj yep um thank you for the description of the c-section i'll tell you because i'm very familiar with c-section not because i've ever gone through it with, sure. with a girlfriend or anything yeah. but i was on the other side i was a c-section baby okay oh, so okay. i i came out and felt it the other way as my brother brian was now back in the day when i was c-section my little mama my beautiful little 411 mama you know, they hit her with the battle axe, you know, up and down the scar from like the belly button down. Oh, I You're, see. I've seen I've seen these scars before now. They're like so little. It's so yeah. tiny, you yeah. know, which is thank God for that. But they say C-sections are the and I'm not saying this about myself, but they say C-sections are the perfect babies because they're not going in there with forceps that can create right. scars or something like that. They say it's a, it's really a perfect birth. And a lot of women that I have talked to. Um, with the exception of my mom, which you heard I was going to be another C-section for her in those days. They liked it. They liked the fact it was in and out. You know? Yeah. What was really interesting is that like a lot of my friends were pregnant at the same time and their babies had like smooshed flat heads, like yeah. like flat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she had a beautiful, perfect round head and it wasn't all smooth. She didn't have to wait like months for it to like start to form regular again, you know? So she was, she came out beautifully and it was weird at first because I was like, 
you know, as a, as a fighter, especially you're like, I'm going to give birth the natural way. I'm going to do this. Like I'm giving life the real way. And to find out like last second that I was going to have to have a C-section, I was kind of like, you're taking away like my rights as a mom for like, you know, the passage of motherhood, you know, like you guys are taking that away from me. Like I was like wanting to do that. But then looking back in retrospect, I'm like, Oh, thank God. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) try pushing a bowling ball out of your private parts. Like that's horrible. Like it's even terrible to imagine. But I mean, like looking back, I'm really thankful actually. And, and yeah, these scars are a lot smaller and, and they, get even smaller if you get this Mercier therapy. Some women don't get this therapy and they have these big keloid type scars, big and thick and stuff like that. Mine is, you know, nice and beautiful and and, and small. And so I'm very thankful uh, for this section. And if I have kids in the future, I think I'm going to be like C-section, please. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, now that you've just put out your I know you're single right now and you just put out the whole I feel like we're on a dating app. Juliana just explained everything. Sorry. <laughs> right That's okay. You just want to be in front with everything <laughs> you need to make sure that they can accept all of it. Absolutely. But uh, are you dating anybody now? I know that uh, that your your daughter's father is not in the picture. So how what's it like on the single life for Juliana, the, the beautiful warrior? Are, are guys intimidated by you? Do you do you find that at all? I definitely think that the wrong ones are intimidated, um, but the right one won't be intimidated. I think the right one would be, you know, very supportive and and liking the fact that, you know, I'm an independent woman who um, is, you know, fights and fist fights for a living. Um, With that being said, you know, I'm trying to focus on my career right now. And I being a full-time mother and a full-time fighter. I'm training twice a day. I'm lugging her from practice to practice. We're napping in the day. We're eating. When we come home, we got a shower. We got to eat again. You know, it's very difficult to find my own personal time to, sure. to date. I have had, you know, what, a week or two, couple days since my last fight. And so I've been trying to, you know, relax a little bit, but it's funny because when you coming off a win like this, I have this sense and this urge to put the foot on the gas pedal even more, you know, like people are like, relax, you know, have a drink, you know, relax. And I'm just like, no, I got to go. Like it's, it's, it's time to hit the gas and, and continue training. I don't want to take too much time off. I want to continue to get in there because I know as a fighter, like when we're done, we're like, get fat on the couch and hang out and eat pizza all day. Like, I don't, I don't, this is the first time where I'm like, I'm not getting fat this time. I'm, I'm going to keep training. And so I, uh, you know, boys and all that stuff that'll come later. Men, I should say that that's all going to come later. Um, they're going to come and they're going to go, but right now is my time to focus on my career. I, I would have given you the same exact advice if you asked me. I think you've got a great head on your shoulders for that. Speaking of pizza, speaking of fun, um, I had a little something sent to you, knowing that you could relax with it. Did it come in? It came in. I got it yesterday. I have it here with me. Yes. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. And you truly are a fighter with a puncher's chance, as you proved the other <laughs> night in Abu Dhabi. But you proved it with a rear naked choke and one of the toughest wrestlers that enters the octagon. Have you had a chance to taste it yet? I haven't. No, I was wondering, would you guys mind? I got my little, you know, spear ball here. I, wow. I she comes prepared, Buff. I yes. love it. I love it. Yeah, go ahead. Let's have a taste test. This is purely organic. And you know what? If you don't like it, if you like it, express it for real. I want to hear the real as I know you will be. Okay, well, here's the truth. <laughs> That's definitely an after training shot. <laughs> That's a heavy hand. Um, I will say that I am not much of a drinker. I'm, you know, like in fighting, I'm all in or all out. So it's like if we're drinking, we're drinking and or else there's no point in me having a drink. So um, I like a nice stiff pour. With that being said, I'm not 
a big, huge connoisseur, right? Like I, uh, I, I wouldn't know either, or I always say down the hatch, it's all the same. You know, I'm just drinking to get <laughs> drunk if I'm going to do it. So I'm sure it's, it's fantastic, but let's give it a try. Go ahead. Drum roll, please. My, my friend said, don't make the face. Don't make the face when you drink it. I'm like, I can't help it. It's hard not to make the face. It's hard not to make faces. Bruce, that's smooth. That's as smooth as your voice. Oh, thank you. I love that. I love that. It tastes really good, actually. Yeah, it's got a little vanilla caramel in it. Uh, mixes really well. And the women, they love it. So you really like it? I really like it. I really do. Hold the bottle. Hold the bottle while you like it. Got to do a little. Yay. Love it. There Juliana. we go. It's time. And the woman who truly expresses and has a puncher's chance. I love this. Thank you so much, Juliana. I'm so happy you like Thank it. Thank you. No, it's delicious. I love it. The check Very is cool. in the mail, Juliana. This is quite the endorsement. <laughs> Stop right. it. Stop it. I, I love the fact. Honestly, I honestly love it. It's it's seriously it's very good, and I can taste those notes of of caramel and and vanilla. Definitely fantastic. Yeah, we just got a um, from the tasters, uh, the big tasters group that judges all the new uh, spirits that come out in the market. We just got a nine point five or a ninety five percent rating, mm-hmm. and we're getting written up in the big tasting magazine because Puncher's Chance now is considered the highest rated bourbon in the United States at its price. Whoa, point. that's yeah. great, Buff. Congrats. Yeah, very excited. Congratulations. About Congratulations. Yeah, the, thank you. There's a big story actually on Yahoo News today about it. Look at you know, that. Very, I know. Congratulations no. again. That's Thank awesome. you. It's delicious. Thanks, Juliana. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And again, we're going to, I'm going to use that. I mean, I know if you put out a social post for me, I really appreciate I'm going it too. To, now that I'm ready, I'm ready to do <laughs> Thank you. But if you don't mind, I'm going to probably make a little use of that video. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really do like it. And I think I probably won't go to practice today because I'm already getting started. So enjoy. My- my second practice. I know I said I was going to put the, the foot on the gas, but I mean, if we already started, it's like it's it's time to party now. Do you got Man, another you- fight coming up, Juliana? Like, do you not like relax and enjoy yourself after <laughs> a fight like already two a days? I know. I know. And you know what? Today was the worst day to go because it was like the one day a week where we spar really hard. And my training partner, she just punched me in the nose and I got so mad at her. I told her, just relax. Like, I'm just coming back. And they're like. Right. You shouldn't have showed up on sparring day. I'm like, well, frick, like, come on. Um, but no, I, I don't have anything lined up right now. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to get something lined up. I, I really want to try to put the pressure on the UFC, which I don't know how well that's going to go when you try to fight the machine. Uh, you're, you're bound to lose. But, you know, Amanda hasn't fought in the bantamweight division since 2019. Um, and so, you know, they have stripped people's titles for less than that, you know, like, yeah. so I'm just like, if you're not going to fight at this weight class, give it up. Let me rematch Jermaine Durandyman at 135 for the belt. Um, you know, and just stay at 145. I keep hearing she's not wanting to come back down to 135. And, and so this is the weight class that I compete at. This is the only weight class that I want. Um, and so if you're not going to fight, then, then give it up. You know what I mean? There's, let somebody what? else have a go. Yeah, when you made that statement in the octagon that you wanted Amanda, and I think she put out on social media rebuttal to your statement, did that bother you what she said? It didn't bother me. I knew that I got her, you know what I mean? Because I heard specifically from her camp that she was watching my last fight against Jermaine very intently and she knew that she was going to have to fight me. And then when she found out that she wasn't, it was like, dodge that bullet again. So the the fact that like she's watching me fight and like that quick to reply, it's like, you're watching me like a hawk. 
If yeah. you didn't think that, you know, I was any sort of threat to you, you really wouldn't have tweeted back within seconds of me saying that, you know what I mean? Like you're right. watching me and obviously you're worried about it or else you wouldn't even have taken the time to respond. Right. Um, but no, it didn't bother me. I just think it's ridiculous. She tries to say that I'm not a contender. It's like, dude, you're cherry picking your fights. You're cakewalking with the girls that have not had the resume that I've had in the UFC. Like, okay, you want to act like you're big and bad, but like, I'm not afraid of you. You're fighting girls, you know, that do not have some great record. And then you want to try to like uh, snub me because I, because I lost, like, give me a break. I just won, you know, there's girls that have been 0-2 fighting for titles. There's girls that have done way less that have been able to fight for a title. So it's kind of like, <sighs> very frustrating in my in my position but you you, br you bring up a good point juliana because yeah, i mean when i when i look at amanda nunez uh, a lot of people are saying oh you know she's bound to retire because there's not competition for her i i think there's one name at 145 that people want to see her fight and that's megan anderson but the the next name that's logical to me would be yourself at 135 you haven't fought her you deserve that opportunity you've been someone that has been you know sort of this dark horse of this division that you, you haven't been anointed the number one contender, uh, I definitely could see that fight happening uh, within the next year. The question is, though, if you have to fight someone else to get Amanda and it's not for a title, do you take that fight or do you try to wait? Um, I don't know. I made uh, um, a choice to fight Valentina instead of waiting to fight for the belt. Um, and that was the position that I was in. It's always like, oh, you got to fight one more. Oh, you got to fight one more. Oh, you got to fight one more. You know, it's like nobody else is fighting one more. Nobody else is having to do this. You know, I have been consistently fighting since 2013, minus a knee injury and minus having a baby, but I've continued to fight. Nobody has had their hand raised in the octagon more times than I have, except Amanda. Mm. And she is acting like she's cleaned out the division and I'm the only one still here saying hello fight me you know people are like oh she'll do this and she'll do that to you well i outstruck jermaine i outstruck valentina you can go back and look at the stats the i was putting these girls in positions that they did not want to be in and i made the mistake by being overzealous and and trying to punch a hole through her face when i got arm barred or with jermaine you know making the mistake of trying to be in this massive hurry to try to take her down when i should have just been more relaxed you know i have fixed those mistakes i have been fight proven in the game with just MMA. I'm not this 47 and no kickboxer. I'm not the 17 time Muay Thai world champion. I am an MMA fighter. I have been consistent my entire career in fighting these girls and call me dark horse, call me whatever you want. But I don't think that she's this big, huge boogeyman that everyone's trying to make her out to be. And I will fight that girl 110% all day long. Any way you look at it, it will be a dog fight. And, and we're talking it. about losses to champions, Jermaine, former champion, Valentina, uh, the reigning champion. Top competition my entire career, literally. I've yeah. literally fought Valentina, Jermaine, number one girls, number one uh, contenders in the world. Like yeah. nobody else has had to do that. Nobody Here. else has had to fight top competition, top three, every single fight, top three, former world champion, Nico Montano. Like, I mean, literally, it's 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 very frustrating from where I'm sitting. We're going to help you out, TJ. This whole thing, we got a, we got a nice little video clip. We're going to send it over to Mick and Sean hmm. and say, guys, come on, think twice about well, this. This 
what, what, what is your contender status now? You were six. So where are you at now? What are they giving you now? Have they changed? It? I went from number three to losing one to Jermaine dropping to number seven. And then I beat Sarah and now I'm at number six, but the rankings don't even make sense. Like Aspen lad hasn't fought as many times as I have in the UFC. She's at number three. She got starched by Jermaine and she hasn't fought in over a year and uh-huh. she still holds her number three position. Raquel Pennington didn't win one minute of her fight against Amanda and, and she hasn't fought. She just got caught for whatever. She's still sitting ahead of me. Uh, uh, Irene Aldana hasn't fought as many times as me and didn't win one second of her fight against Holly. And she's ahead of me too. So, I mean, the, the rankings are, are just as much of a joke as they are not letting me fight for the title. So, you know, you said it, I didn't, you said it, I didn't. Hey, (laughs) here's a stat to sort of further Juliana's case. You got to go back to, uh, April, of 2015 uh, for the last fighter that Juliana faced in Milana Dudaeva who wasn't a former champion or former title challenger. And that says a lot. I mean, we're yeah. talking about Jessica I, who's fought for a title. Kat Zingano, uh, former title challenger. Shevchenko, uh, champion. Montano, champion. Uh, Durandamy, champion. And obviously Sarah McMahon, she fought for the title as well. So, yeah, she, you don't get a night off in that octagon, Juliana. I have not had, no one has had a tougher road than me in that octagon and been denied a title longer and more than I have. So that's all I have to say. And you started out by being the first woman to win the, uh, the ultimate fighter. Everybody else that was on the ultimate fighter was fighting for a belt after they got done. You know what I mean? Like they at least got a chance to fight for the belt. Everybody else, but me, I'm the only one who they're like, no, you got to fight one more. You got to fight one more. I'm like, is it because I'm brown? Like, seriously, just tell me what it is. Like, why? Like, what's the real reason? I'm kidding. I know it's not because I'm brown, but like, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just trying to draw at, at straws here to just try to figure out like, what's the reason, you know? Hey, have another taste of that puncher's chance. I think it's really helping out the interview That's a, a lot. Problem. That's a problem. This is why I don't drink. I'm about ready to punch a hole through the wall over here. Have you, ever, have you ever had a frustration or just out of personal want, just picked up the phone? I'm sure you have his number and just call Dana and plead your case. Say, Dana, what's yeah. up? Yes. Every time I see him, poor guy, I just bother the crap out of him. Every time I see him, I'm like, I want to fight Amanda. I want to fight Amanda. I want to fight Amanda. And, uh, you know, he told me, you know, babe, I, I love you to death. I don't want to be the one to tell you that you can't fight for a title, but these guys want you to, you know, do this and that and jump through a ring of fire and, you know, go over, you know, 12 school buses on a motorcycle. <laughs> and flame. You know, it's just like, okay. Well, Giuliani, you're doing the right thing. You're talking a good game. You're making a good case. And, you know, for what it's worth, I'd gladly pay the money to see you fight Amanda Nunes. Oh, I'd love Thank to you. see you. Thank you. Hey, you know, also, too, I noticed one other thing when you walked in the octagon, your, your, um, your conditioning training, your strength training. Uh, there was, like, more definition in your upper body. Have you really concentrating? Not that you were never strong because you've always been strong, but I'm noticing you're stronger. Are you making a point to get stronger being the, that you're a seven time, if I'm not going to correct, you're a seven time Muay Thai champion. So it's a double question. Are you working no, on not. strength? I've never competed outside of the octagon. I'm oh, not wait, excuse me. Where did I get that? I said 17 time Muay Thai world champion. Cause that's what Valentina is. Ah, got it. Okay, got it. Sorry, I threw you threw me off when you. No, Penny is just an MMA no, fighter, oh, world class oh, yeah, MMA exactly. fighter. All, all of my fights, all of my nineteen fights in my career, and the only time I ever threw a punch at nineteen years old have been inside the octagon. Got it. Okay, so now, pardon me on that little. I was listening to you from your previous statement. So now, uh, with that being said, so are you working on getting stronger? And also, knowing the striker that you are, I was blown away that you were naked, choked, uh, Sarah. That just blew me away. Seriously, a wrestler like Sarah to get her in that position and to take her out like that. 
are you working on getting stronger? And is that extra strength helping you in your performance as we saw the other night? You know, Bruce, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, no, have another I, drink and be a little dishonest. It's okay. No, okay. Well, <laughs> you want me to lie to you? Cause no, I, never, I'm never, never. I'm a terrible liar. Honestly, I can't. Lie. I never lie. Don't lie to me. I won't lie to you. All right. Well, I'll tell you straight. I have spent like thousands of dollars hiring strength and conditioning trainers. And, you know, whether I win or lose, I've always been like, I got to hire a strength and conditioning trainer. This was actually the very first fight that I didn't hire a strength and conditioning trainer. And I'm kind of convinced that unless you're like fat on the couch trying to get back in shape, you're a professional. You don't necessarily really need someone to tell you to go run on the treadmill, you know? Um, so I just did a lot of everything on my own, a lot of body work, push-ups, hundred push-ups every day, uh, sit-ups and, and pull-ups. And, you know, I'm, I'm not lifting the weights like a crazy maniac, but I'm just touching the weights. I'm just touching them. Um, and so I, I know how to lift, I know how to run. And this was actually the first camp that I was like, I, I didn't hire a strength and conditioning coach. I was, I was fine. Well, it's interesting you say that because like in my hotel routines, when I travel, I call it my hundred, yeah. hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups, hundred squats, get all that down, isotonic motion, body weight exercises, and I can still maintain my strength and my conditioning and my, you know, my, my form. Because yeah. really, that's it. You don't have to lift a lot of weights to be strong. Right. You just yeah. got to touch them. And I really think that the body weight thing is, is there's something to be said. I mean, you can get a massive workout just with your own body weight. And, um, that was the things that I did. I just, you know, I, I did a bunch of pull-ups. I did a bunch of, uh, push-ups every day. And I think that that definitely helped. I knew that, you know, she was going to be strong. Of course, I'm expecting her to take me down. That's like getting in the ring with Mike Tyson and saying, I'm not going to get hit. Like, come yeah. on, give me a break. Give the person yeah. some credit. You know, of course she's going to take me down. Um, but it was all about staying cool, calm, and composed in there and realizing that there's going to be an opportunity to have my chance. And, and maybe she's tired, but I'm not at all, you know, and I don't know if that is because she lifts a ton and, you know, all her muscles are depleted and now she's gassed. I don't really know what the reason is behind that, but gotcha. you no, know, I really think I'm a true 35er. I don't cut a lot of weight. And I think that that helps in my cardio and my gas tank throughout the fight. And then that's actually another reason why I think that a five round fight would serve me well against Amanda because you know she's already gassing out you know walking up the stairs and I'm freaking cool you know I'm fine <laughs> I've got to send this video to Mick and Sean I'm telling you or get them to watch this show if this isn't a pitch let me fight Amanda Nunes I don't know what is it's great but it's it. making sense too and that's the yeah. big thing I think here a lot of people will call out champions and just spit a lot of hyperbole but Juliana you're I mean you're speaking the truth you're making a, a case that is rooted in reality all facts. Look at the stats. Yeah. Look at the resume. I like that line. Cheers. All facts. Look at the stats. Cheers, Juliana. Enjoy. Yeah. Second training session today. That's going to be an interesting one. You know, Juliana, I, we were talking in the airport. Um, we spent a little time in the airport on the way back from Abu Dhabi chatting away. And one of the things that I was very impressed upon and very happy to hear is that like a gunfighter, you're thinking beyond your guns. You know, you're getting out there, you're commentating now. Yep. Tell us a little about about that. And is this a career that you see yourself going into in the future when you decide to lay down your guns? Yeah, you know, as you can tell, I got the gift to gab. I could do this all day long. Yeah, I'll, a little bit. I'll, I'll talk to a rock, you know what I mean? So, um, and especially when you're passionate about something. I have been engulfed in MMA since I was 19 years old, and that's kind of been my entire world. I don't really see anything outside of, you know, making a career in the MMA field, whatever that may be, because this is all I know. 
Um, with that being said, I'm passionate about MMA. I love to talk about it. And uh, I was given the opportunity by Campbell McLaren to be their English uh, commentator for their English side. And, you know, it is such a great experience and such a great thing. And, and not only that, but it doesn't even feel like work. It feels like fun time, you know, like I, I could watch fights all day and talk about it all day. So definitely opening up other doors in MMA, I think is important. You want to, you know, have your exit strategies. You always want to have eight different exits. And so um, commentating is something that I love. It's something that I enjoy and getting those reps and, and honing in on a different skill set outside of the octagon, I think is very important. And, and it's something that I, I love. It's something that I'm passionate about. And we'll be back on air here soon, March 27th. Well, you know, you sound like me because if, you know, we talk with me enough to know that I follow my passion and everything I do. Right. And when I hear you say that <clears throat> you're waking up to live a lifestyle, you're not waking up to go to work. And that's the beauty of the whole situation. Plus that is my original employer you know, Campbell McLaren, Campbell. because he was with Isn't he a riot. He is so, Oh funny. yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a kick. There's no yeah. question. And they're doing a very good job with their show. They're getting excellent ratings from what I understand. And that's a good visual for you and a good test for you. And quite frankly, you never know when you're going to get the call from the UFC with all their varied shows they have out there. So you're on the right path. You got a successful fight career. You're, you're, pleading your case to fight Amanda Nunes. I know you'll take on anyone anytime. You're the type of fighter that stays in shape 365 days a year. You proved it coming in on two weeks notice. Now you've got the app you and you have your beautiful daughter and whatever lucky guy gets to be, you know, spend time with you and get to know you. He better deserve the right. Otherwise you're perfectly have a perfect world right now. This right. is Amanda's I world. Yeah. yeah. Juliana's world. Pardon me. Juliana's world. No, Who I wants to step into Amanda's <laughs> world. <laughs> anytime she wants, we'll do that. Exactly. So is there anything else you have planned for uh, the future or just stick with the plan at hand? No, you know, I have my eyes on the prize and, and my goals in sight. And that's all I see. That's all I want to do. So every day I just wake up and, and figure out what can I do to go forward towards my goals. Um, I think another important thing is being present, being present in the moment, enjoying your time and enjoying the moment. And I think that, you know, life is such a blessing. And I got a roof over my head, food in my belly. God gave me the best, most beautiful, precious gift in the world. Um, and being a mother and giving me my daughter. So I, I honestly, I don't have a complaint in the world. I am so blessed and happy and genuinely, genuinely in such a great spot right now, mentally and physically that I just, you know, I thank God for waking me up every single day and you can never lose sight of that. You just always need to give thanks and gratitude. And I'm just absolutely thankful for being here right now on your amazing podcast and, and for the puncher's chance. Thank you for, <laughs> for giving me a puncher's chance and for, you know, at least hearing me out, at least hearing me out and realizing, you know, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, talk crap. I'm just frankly giving facts. And, um, you know, this is my truth. This is, um, her story. This is my history. And so, um, you know, thank God for, for life and, and that I get to wake up and do what I love to do every single day. I love hearing this because that's my wish for you as it is for every fighter. Plus I want you to make millions of dollars is my wish for you as it is for every fighter. And right. I want that to happen. And, um, your attitude is it's, it's pure, it's humble and to be great is to be humble and greatness. And you're on your way to that as you, as you move forward. And I just wish you all the best, Juliana, because I think other female fighters as well as male fighters should take note on your attitude and your, your opinion about what you're doing now, what it takes to succeed in this one man army world that you live in because when that yeah. octagon gate closes it's only you your trainers everybody are on the other side of the world it's all about you it's right. all on you loneliest game in the world 
and I, I commend you for it. And I'm honored every time I get to announce your name in the octagon. I enjoy being your friend, but I enjoy watching you as a fan, my dear. I watch you as Thank a fan. You, Love to Thank watch you, you fight. And I'm a like, fan of you always as well. Uh, I mean, you're 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 infamous. You're you're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Now, I, now I'm going to turn red and humble. TJ, anything? Oh, I, I try to be humble when I can. Anything for Juliana, TJ? No, I, I mean, I think this interview really summed up uh, who she is as a person and as a fighter. And I just appreciate the uh, window into your life uh, over the last uh, 20, 30 minutes here, Juliana. It's, uh, it's always uh, nice to have a real conversation with someone. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks, Juliana. Thanks for enjoying Puncher's Chance. Thanks for your honest review. And if you throw out a post, of course, that's always appreciated, which could mean another bottle or two or three will be on the way. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm getting on it right now. I, I, I slapped some mascara on. I took a shower. I'm ready to make a post for you, Bruce. I love it. I love it. Tag me. Can't wait to see it. Right. TJ, always, ABC, always be closing. That's always right. be promoting. It's the name of the game. And when you have a product like Puncher's Chance, it's a lot of fun to promote. But aside from that, Juliana, you're a class act. Thank, Thank you so you much. For, Thank you for being here. Have a good day, you guys. See Take care. You it's time to begin. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'll let him do it. It's time! Now, back to the voice of MMA, Bruce Buffer. And we're back. TJ, I got to tell you, you know, we have a lot of great guests on the show from the world of film, sports, you know, motivational, whatever, every area of life. That's why we're a lifestyle show. We're not an MMA show, though. We love our MMA and we love our UFC and we talk about it every chance we get. That was very, very enlightening because what we have there is obviously a woman who came in, won the ultimate fighter, spent years fighting the octagon, still trying to make her point, wanting a man who knows everything else. But that is what I call a winning attitude, right? Very positive, ready to take on the negatives and ready to do what it takes to win a single mother, I mean, that's what they make movies about girls like this. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's a woman that has a growth mindset, a positive uh, mental attitude. And, you know, that's the the cornerstone of anyone uh, who's successful, not just in fighting, but uh, in life uh, as a whole. Exactly. You know, she can punch you straight in the face and she can drink you down under the table, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, she was enjoying her puncher's chance. Yeah, she, she went back for more buff. And, and you know, like, uh, well, like they say, people that like to uh, work hard, like to play hard and. You know, Juliana said, you know, if I'm going to drink, we're we're drinking. And she she did just that. I love it. I love it. I love the honesty. I love everything about it. So that's uh, what I'm, that's definitely a very, very enjoyable interview. I hope everybody enjoys it when they watch it on the Juliana Pena. She's okay, the first was- person to do the live taste on the air with us here. Yeah, I haven't even done a live taste. She's no. the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I got to do that. Next time we have this done, I'll take a live taste taste with them and with you. Right. I don't know about that. I don't know about have you, have you tasted your puncher's chance yet? I've not. I don't drink buff, you know? Oh, so, like, right. no matter that, what, man. like, it's not going to taste good to me because, well, maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe I, I just drink one uh, sip and, like, my life is changing. Do that for me one time. I would like to hear the non drinker's opinion of the drink they just All drank because right. I have had that from a couple people. Next week. They liked it. Next week, I'll, uh, I'll bring in a bottle. We'll do it. On air. All you right. Got it. All right. Okay. So let's go on to some things in the news here. Well, first off, sticking with UFC, we have a UFC this weekend. I'll be in Vegas announcing it this weekend. I'm, my jet lag is worn off. I realize where I'm going. We got Frankie Edgar in the co-main event coming in against Corey Sanhagen. I think that's going to be a real brawl, a skill brawl. There's no question. Marion Renault is coming in against uh, Macy Chisson. And um, let's face it, they're going to go at it. But the main event, Alexander Volkov, Alistair Overeem, Overeem, 
fighting what his 58th year in the game or whatever i mean he's been this game almost as long as i have I mean, yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's an OG, I mean, you know, going back to the pride days and he's fought a, a bunch in kickboxing as well. So, uh, I like, I like to watch Overeem compete, uh, takes me back to my, you know, young fan days in, in mixed martial arts and, uh, he's got a tough opponent in front of him. This will be a fun fight. Very tough. Very fun. Uh, also on the thing, Barnell Darush against Diego Ferreira, Ferreira, uh, good fight. Clay Guida, Michael Johnson. Yeah, okay. like I, I looked at that fight and was like, wow, look at these yeah. two, uh, you know, old school guys fighting. They've been around in the octagon for uh, a really long time, and that's a fight that uh, you got to tune in early for because if you miss it, you might, uh, you might miss fight of the night. Exactly. I don't have the I don't have the knowledge whether we're on ESPN one plus or uh, two or it all Bypass blends together. I don't know. It all blends together. So. Yeah. Anyway, be there for that. Now, this show starts early because um, the first fight is at 2 o'clock, if I'm not saying California time, 5 o'clock Eastern. I'm sure the East Coasters will love that. Uh, the show is over at 8. Uh, my driver and I are heading off to Vegas on Friday. And quite frankly, TJ, I'm hopping in the car right after the show and going right back to L.A. Nothing wrong with that. Bed. No, I want to relax because Super Bowl Sunday, of which let's talk Super Bowl Sunday here for a second. You know, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, going at each other. <clears throat> it's weird to see Tom Brady in a Buccaneers jersey. It's still yeah, but sinking in for me. It You know, for some people it is, but think about how amazing this is. The man's going to the Super Bowl for the 10th or 11th time where he just goes to a team in the very first year yeah. and takes them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. If that's not a, a sign of the greatness of Tom Brady, along with everything else involved in getting the whole organization there, sure. I don't know what is. The line is Kansas City minus three. You want my you want my pick? Let's hear it. I love Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady once said to me at the UFC, and it came out. I said, Tom, you're one of the greatest of all time. He said, You are the greatest of all time. I was my jaw dropped when I heard that from Tom Brady. But Tom, do not get mad at me. I really want to see him get the ring, but um, the bet is Kansas City minus three. I think most of the money is going to go on Kansas City. Yeah. And if you do, if you do bet on Kansas City, take it from a professional, not a professional, but a semi pro football better for some 30 years where I can bet legally buy it down to two and a half points. Okay. Just don't take it at three. You, what you do is when you make your bet at the sports books in Vegas or wherever it's legal, you buy it down, you pay a little extra with the call percentage on it and you buy it down to two and a half. So Kansas city can win by a field goal and never count Tom Brady out. I look forward to a very exciting super bowl, but I will say this to everybody out there. This is party time. Super Bowl is one of the biggest party times of the year. I love Super Bowl parties. I love giving Super Bowl parties. I've had some incredible parties at my home. The, you name it. In my opinion, it's lots of fun. There is no party this year. There's nope. just my immediate family, maybe a friend, uh, if anything, and that's it. COVID has entered into my family. I discussed this on the other show. I will not go into too much detail. Where the six degrees of separation has happened, I am now affected within my family. I'll give you one example. And if I told this on the show the other week, please excuse me. A plumber at my cousin's house in Pennsylvania, a plumber just came in to fix something on the sink. Called the next day, said they tested positive for COVID. The entire family came down with COVID three days later. You never know what's going to happen, right? Right. One of the closest people in my family has it. They're elderly. They got through it. It's tough. My gardener died of it four weeks ago. It just, it's just, it's too close now. So just be careful out there, folks. I'm not trying to paint gloom and doom, but we are in a very serious situation. So please keep the uh, protocol and safety. If you have an outdoor party, 
like I think Kristen in her backyard, you know, she might have a few friends over that are COVID safe in their neighborhood that, that she has over like maybe three friends, but they would all be outside right. you know, where it's safer to be outside. So enjoy the Super Bowl, have fun, um, but don't lose track of the safety and protocol we need with the COVID situation that's happening. And last week I didn't get a chance to mention it, but, you know, Larry King died at 87 years old, complications from COVID. Uh, the great Hank Aaron, the home run king, yep. record standing, one of the greatest of all time. He got his vaccine two weeks previous. It's not said that he passed away of COVID, but I'm just sending condolences and best wishes to the families of both these gentlemen. Um, but the great Hank Aaron also passed. I wanted to mention that on the show. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of things here. One I want to mention, um, a man was arrested at the Chicago O'Hare Airport. Did you ever see the Tom Hanks movie where he lived in the airport? Yeah, it's called The Terminal. That's a good movie. Yeah, the Terminal. It's, it's, a, it's a movie I've actually seen. How many times have you brought up movies on this show? And I'm like, never saw it. I can't believe of all movies you saw the terminal. I know, right? Weird film. But anyway, there was a man that, uh, because of COVID and because of his issues, he lived at that airport. He was finally arrested and found three months he was living at Chicago Airport. Three months living inside the airport. Why? Uh, they discovered he just he just was there. He was had a fear. Uh, he had he was afraid to fly and a fear of catching COVID. So you're at that the airport. And so he's at the airport. So he decided. And he's decided to live there. Now, obviously, he had to be a homeless individual to do that. But that was his excuse. Whatever well, sense that makes, I do not know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't like the airport. You know, I'm, I'm even talking before COVID. Like, uh, and so he was at O'Hare, you said? Yeah, which is one of the biggest. Uh, yeah, that, I, I avoid I, O'Hare at all times. I right? really don't like that airport. But uh, it's neither here nor there. It's it's odd. Uh, there's, some, there's something more going on there. There's more than, to that story. Yeah. Well, here's another story for you, too. You heard about this situation. It was months, a couple months ago where United Airlines, a passenger on the airlines uh, who had COVID-19 that did not express it, went into complication, and a man gave him mouth-to-mouth uh, -mouth and right. worked on him the whole bit. The man who had the COVID eventually died mm. from it. Tell me your immediate reaction. The man without knowing, put his life at risk helping a COVID patient. Not that he knew it at the time, but the fact is the man acted. Right. right? Performing yeah. CPR. Right. His reward for United Airlines was a $200 voucher. Why does that not compute with me? Um, I, I, well, why shouldn't it? Is why it should, supposed to be more? Like, what, what, I, what are I you upset think, about? I Well, I mean, that's a $200 voucher is what you get when you like, okay, I'll let my ticket go and I'll wait. I've for definitely gotten flight. more than $200 for that scenario as well, too. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, he, here's the thing. Uh, the airlines are hurting for sure. Um, yes. I, I don't know. To me, if you're going to offer any reward, just say like, look, we'll give you a round trip wherever you want to go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking exactly. I just thought I'm, I'm not knocking him on the respect to knocking him. It just didn't grab me. It's right. like something it, like that in a death-defying moment that came out after. I right. think deserves more. If you're gonna give, give right. Like yeah, I, I mean, and to me, like I hate to say this, but if you're gonna offer someone a two hundred dollar voucher, there aren't many flights that cost two hundred dollars or less. So you're almost baiting them into do business with you right because if yeah. they want a, a ticket you know and spend their 200 dollars voucher well you know they're going to end up spending another 150 or whatever to to complete the uh full fare uh, i don't know i guess that's in poor taste but just just give a man a flight wherever he wants to go 
That's what I would say. But you know what? They did something. Again, I'm not knocking them. I just right. think it should have been more. It, it now, seems disingenuous when you break it down that way. Yeah, I love that word disingenuous, although I hate saying it because it's usually talking about something that is not positive, but right. that's okay. Singapore Airlines is claiming to be the first fully, they plan to be and hope to be the first fully vaccinated airline, the vaccinations. I am giving, uh, I, I like the fact that since President Biden has taken over office, I feel there's work being done every day. Work being done on the stimulus package, work being done on the vaccines, getting him out there. Well, I saw something this morning about how uh, they came to an agreement in Senate that would allow Democrats to have some sort of say uh, in the committees. There was a hang up about that. So he's also reaching across the aisle and, and making both parties work uh, together, which is obviously a, a change of pace, uh, considering what we've been used to the last four years. Yeah, the last four years, all this bullshit, Democrat this, Republican that. He's taking a bipartisan attitude, right. you know, which is really, this is a democracy. Truth uh, is somewhere I, in the middle, right, Buff? Like, yeah, somewhere in the middle. It's like, what is the best for our country? Right, yeah. That's why I'm bipartisan. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I, I've said You're that Bruce. Before. I'm Bruce. It's like, make the right friggin' decision. Right. Live by it. Make it happen, Right. And that's what I'm noticing here. I'm noticing things being done. We just got out of a president who didn't mention COVID one time in the last three months of office, just selfishly worrying about his reelection. Okay, well, that all proved to be a farce. And he had and COVID have- during that time, by the way. I just want to point and that he- out. Oh, okay. Well, he had it. That's great. And you know, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. That's not great. I don't wish that. I'm no, anyone. no. I'm just saying, like you say, he didn't bring it up in the last three months, but oh, he, he had well, it yeah. during that time. Oh, yeah. He had it and it spread to a bunch of other people. And uh, good job on talking about it and doing what you're supposed to do. But anyway, enough of a dick. Um, I just right now, <laughs> right now, we have a president leading by example. Right. I love it. Okay. I, I, I said this when President Trump became president, even though I, you know, was surprised. Became, I was not surprised he became president of the popularity vote, but I told everybody, no matter how you felt, it's our president pledge allegiance to our president. And I said that back then. Oh, 100 percent. I remember it. Um, th- and this, now this pledge is the, allegiance to President Biden. He's right. Our president. This is the thing that you've always said is you just want the president to be a, a leader and a come leader. off as a leader. And, you know, whether or not you agree with Biden's politics or neither here nor there, um, he he's a leader. You know, he's he's presidential uh, in the way yeah. that he speaks and his mannerisms. And, you know, I, I think that's a nice change of pace. We'll see ultimately, uh, you know, what he does over the course of his four year term here and whether or not he gets reelected or even runs for reelection. But, uh, you know, it's a it's a lot. To sit back and, and see and, and wait to, to see how it all plays out. But the bottom line is it's it's a different change of pace. That's for certain. Different change of pace for certain and, and a refreshing in, in many ways, change of praise. And the bottom line, you said it so well, TJ. I just hope he does the right job. Right. You know, d- does, a, does a great job. Okay. Stupid is a stupid does. Um, a man injected magic mushrooms into his veins. Can right? you do that? I mean, I well, suppose you it. can, but why would you do that? Maybe he wanted a quicker high. We know there's I don't value. think it works that way. No, but, you know, psilocybin mushrooms has a lot of uh, been proven to have a lot of benefit for Alzheimer's, depression. Right. Such yeah. As that. And that's why they're legalizing in certain place. So he injected it into his veins and get this. Mm. It started to grow in his blood. Yeah. But so here's my thing. Like if you were able to get the active ingredient, you know, released, you know, that way, like into a concentrate, you'd probably be fine. But you can't inject a fungus into your blood. That's what a mushroom is. Doesn't work no, that way, no, and like you're exactly correct. I don't even know if you would have gotten high off of it, Bruce, because your your stomach has to process that 
You know, that's why you eat it or, you know, you smoke it or whatever. Like, like putting a mushroom right in your blood, like, I don't think your body has a way of really processing that. Well, it didn't process because he developed a number of problems. And his family discovered him days later he had jaundice, nausea, diarrhea, yeah. extreme confusion, was vomiting blood. His yeah. organs start to fail, his kidneys, his lungs, uh, it, heart rate elevated. I mean, septic I, shock. Uh, Jesus. I'm God. surprised he didn't accidentally put an air bubble in his blood. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just willy-nilly inject stuff. Stupid is as stupid does. I'm sorry to say. I hope he, I hope he recovers, and I hope he's good. That's you know? the dumbest story I think you've ever read on this show. Pretty, pretty damn dumb. Pretty, pretty damn dumb. You know that, you know, we talk about dinosaurs and they keep finding this stuff. Yeah. We believe again, it's come down that they just discovered, quote, the largest dinosaur ever. What? The largest so dinosaur ever in it, Argentina. Do they, do they know what kind of dinosaur it is or is this like yeah. a new species? No, it's the remains of a 98 million year old, what they call a titanosaur. A, what? A What's a titanosaur? I've never heard of a titanosaur. It kind of looks like um, a Tyrannosaurus. Well, they're calling it an Argent. It, it's comparable, they say, to an Argentinosaurus. It measures up to 40 meters and weighs up to 110 tons. Do the math. That's 220,000 pounds. That's yeah, huge. That's an animal? Like, yeah. Dude, it's a good thing we didn't exist when they existed. Now, this is 101 million years ago. These stories blow me away. I, I'm blown away by scientists and how they, they do all this, but it, it's just Bruce, it's been as fascinating me as a kid. Since we've done this show, it always surprises me when they find, you know, undetonated bombs in Europe from World War II and the, the bones of these gigantic fossil dinosaurs. Like, you, you think that we've found everything at this point, but clearly it's all sort of hiding in plain sight in certain places. Well, yep, exactly. And some things that are not hiding in plain sight, and I'm sorry to say this, BJ Penn got arrested again. Oh, no. Uh, arrested on suspicion of DUI, belligerent, account belligerent encounter with the police. And, you know, he's had these run-ins before. He's my little Hawaiian brother. I haven't talked to him in a while, and I know there's issues going on there. But this, I just wish BJ the best. I, I, I hate reading this stuff. Now, this is the issue, I think, when fighters sort of lose the the motivation to be you know fighting and you know when you're not actively preparing for something sometimes people get lost i'm not saying that bj's lost but clearly uh you know there there's a lack of structure in his life and it's it's leading him off the path a little bit yeah i, I have to assume you're correct um i just wish him the best he's a yeah. great guy you know he really is one of my favorites of all time Bisping one of the greatest of all time truly of all time of yeah. all time Bisping is back in the hospital again last week. He had his uh, now a neck surgery where they opened him up and they had to move everything aside and go to the back of his. I mean, this man has had two knees replaced. I think a, a back surgery, now a neck surgery. Lost an eye. With his eye. Yeah. Wow. Talk about a man who's, you know, fought his way into uh, these issues. But he's happy and he comes back and he's, he's Michael Bisping. He's right. amazing. I mean, this is why I, I think certain fighters take offense to people criticizing them because you'll never understand what these men and women put out there and, and sacrifice, not only now, but later in life. I mean, when's the last time Bisping fought? You know what I mean? It's not like this is a, a new injury or something like that. This is, uh, you know, the, the rigors of a lifetime of, of fighting and training. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, once the fighting career is over, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, the health battles have just begun, uh, 
because people are getting older, the the effects of that career don't just go away when you stop fighting. So, you know, um, a sincere get well to Michael Bisping. And uh, I think it's another time that we're all reminded what these men and women sacrifice for our entertainment. And uh, for that, I say on behalf of everyone, thank you to the fighters. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's a warrior. No question, warrior spirit. We'll have Michael back on the show, as we should, after the last time we had him on Don't bring it up. <laughs> Don't bring it up. We'll get Michael back on the show. He's so much fun. He's, he's really cool, and he's a buddy. Okay, a little collector talk before we sign off. Mike, Mickey Mantle's baseball card uh, just sold a 52 tops card. Okay, $5.2 million at auction. What? Cardboard. Beat previous Cardboard. Beat the previous record by a million dollars. Uh, I had a chance to buy a lower grade card of the type for like 35,000 some 20 years ago. And I always regret some of those, you know, it's a lot of money, of course, but let me give you a couple. And I've talked about this before since the last dance with Michael Jordan on ESPN, oh. that incredible documentary. I saw Brian's post, by the way. Do you oh, see this? Yeah, He's got yeah, a bunch of rookie card. cards. Brian's a master. Seriously. A master. Okay. He's unbelievable. Actually, Brian's been pushing me to buy an open wax packs of his rookie card. Jordan is an 86 Fleer. Mm-hmm. Real quick. I've talked about this show before. I'll give you a transition. I used to be able to buy these packs, which the first pack I pulled out a mint Michael Jordan rookie card in 1994, paid 20 bucks for it. Sold that card for $1,100, uh, basically around 2005. Okay? You're kicking yourself now. Oh, that card right now goes for over a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Buffer. The pack, the twenty dollar pack, which I have a few of already, and you know, and I've had, they're selling for five to eight thousand now. The box, which I could have bought for two hundred dollars, I had a chance to buy this box for seventy thousand dollars just four months ago. It just sold for a hundred and forty thousand oh, dollars. It doubled no. in price. It doubled in price in four months. It's not going to go down. The 88 packs and 87 packs unopened that have the second and third year Jordans. I just bought a batch of 88s for around 500 each. They've already doubled in price in three weeks. The 87 Fleer, his second year, I bought two packs the other night. I got two for 2,100 each. Two weeks later, the pack sold on eBay for $5,000. It's ridiculous, TJ. It's, but one, this is like a comp. Once these prices are set on sports memorabilia, which is limited supply, stay and you wonder who buys it in a covid pandemic economy that we're in sports memorabilia is going through the roof yeah the roof yeah and it's not going to stop it's not going to stop now that box i told you the 86 fleer mm-hmm. there's one being sold right now the bidding's up to two hundred twenty-five thousand. Oh my god that means it has now doubled since i had a chance to buy it five months ago that's crazy pull the trigger buff yeah Boom. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Brian's a master. He's got it. I've got it. You know, I, I love my collecting of my stuff. We talk about it all the time. Anyway, that's it. These are investment uh, potential stuff out there, folks. And we encourage you to, again, if you have questions about your sports memorabilia pre-1975 or in 1980s with the basketball memorabilia that's going so crazy, you can write us into the show and I'll be happy to answer any questions you want. You know, but uh, I encourage all of you to get a PSA grade is a grading system on your cards and your wax packs. It'll make the value double Yep. if you have a PSA graded. All right, TJ, what's up? Let's go into uh, the show end here. Um. Well, 
fights are on Saturday. I'll be back with extra rounds uh, on UFC Fight Pass. You can catch us live on the uh, Facebook feed or uh, the archive anytime on Fight Pass proper. So uh, tune in. I'll be live with Pearl Gonzalez, uh, Dean Thomas, probably Ray Longo as well as we break down the main event that features Alexander Volkov and Alistair Overing. Awesome. And I'll be in the octagon roaring their names and uh, looking forward to a really, it looks like a really fun show. I'm looking forward to the show a lot. So yeah. I'll be in Vegas seeing you from the octagon. TJ, you have a great week. We'll be back next week with another exciting guest. It was wonderful having Juliana on today, adding a little beauty to our beast podcast of us and um, all good. So now I will see you next week. What was the other thing I want to say? Oh, thank you again. Record month in December. Record month to start off the year in January with all the videos and the and the audio orders for your championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, COVID best wishes, motivational things, Valentine's Day wish, Valentine's Day wishes, cameos coming in. Keep them flowing, folks. Partial proceeds, animal military children charities. Chris and I are very busy to make everybody happy. And we will continue to do so. Puncher's chance, very excited, 9.5 rating. Fastest selling bourbon out of the gate in the U.S. market. Um, Pena approved. Pena approved. Chandler approved. Aria Hawani approved. Approval factors are there. So with that being said, everybody, just like what I do in my life, set your goals, write them down. So when you step out on the path, just be the best you can be. And if you're the best you can be, whether you're first, second, third, it doesn't matter. Being the best you can be means you're winning. And that's what we're all about on this show. I wish everybody a great week. Be safe. Stay safe. Practice your protocol. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Have a ton of fun, but be smart. Okay? And I don't mean just buying Kansas City down to two and a half. I mean, be smart. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Have a great week. Fun show. TJ, take care. Buffer out. Time to train. Bye. It's time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of Buffer Enterprises Incorporated. Its content is intended for private use only. 